0: How to go into a marathon when the weather forecast is looking warmer than you anticipated. A lot of people right now are looking at the weather forecast for the Chicago Marathon and the Boston Marathon, if you're listening to this podcast within a few days of the release and maybe you are running these races and you're coming to realize that the temperatures are a little warmer than we hoped for. You trained all summer and you put in the work for this fall marathon you believed that the marathon would be colder than all of the tough summer conditions that you trained in and then boom the weather forecast hits you on race week and it looks like we're going to be dealing with both of those races in the 70 degree range which you know if you're from texas or if you're from somewhere where it's really warm like florida it's probably feeling great for you but if you're somewhere like we're located in minneapolis or maybe you're from the chicago area you're in the midwest you're up north um it can be a real big shock to go from what we've been experiencing like the 40s and 50s to going back to that 70 degree but we wanted to just do a podcast on this because these temperatures are a little bit abnormal for these fall races. And I know a lot of people, you know, as you're entering the taper, you're already pretty nervous and there's sometimes those doubts that come into play and then now seeing the weather, it can just amplify everything. So we just wanted to do a discussion about warm marathons and our own personal experience, right? So we're going to share some stories that maybe can reassure you that... Um, Even on a tough weather day, you can still get 100% out of yourself. You can still run pretty well, especially if you make adjustments early on. And then we'll talk about um, four key things that we want people to really be paying closer attention to as this weekend approaches. And so the first one is going to be thinking about adjusting your goals. So no one really wants to talk about that, but just like you did for summer workouts, um when it was warmer we might want to think about adjusting our goals and therefore adjusting how we're going to go out and execute the race right the worst possible thing we can do is bank time so we want to make sure that we're going to have a pacing plan that's going to set us up for success so we'll go into a deep dive about that the next thing is obviously knowing how the heat impacts you so maybe that's the first thing we should really talk about right Um, knowing how the heat impacts you so maybe you're someone who is from texas you've been working on um, doing workouts in like 80, 90 degrees, and you're like 70 doesn't feel like it's gonna be that big of a challenge. Um, You know, the heat maybe doesn't impact you as much. Whereas if you're someone maybe who's from up north, you're from an area that is pretty cool, you're from Alaska, you're from Minnesota, um, and you just know that even on days when it's above 60 that you feel impacts from that quote unquote heat, Uh, we might want to think about how it affects us and how we're going to adjust based on the forecast. Um, The third thing we're going to want to think about is your race day hydration and clothing choice. So there's going to be some things we want to do to really optimize what we can do to get the most out of ourselves on race day. And that's going to have to come with proper hydration, making sure we get enough electrolytes. And obviously we want to pick the right clothing choice for race day. And then the fourth thing is just positive thinking and also remembering that you still have a chance to be in control here, right? So there is still time. If you are someone who is gunning for a Boston Qualifier time and you know your fitness is like just on the cusp, like you're in like 329.50 shape and you wanna run 330 or whatever, um, you might at this time start researching to see maybe I wanna push this out, maybe I want to, see if I can do a different race um, because weather does play a role in how you perform. And this probably doesn't apply to many people, right? Um, But there are some people that have really specific time goals and and that might be an option where we think about, is it worth um, putting ourselves through the marathon in the way that we thought we were going to um, to come up a little bit short of like a very time specific goal that we're shooting for. But otherwise, if you um, just kind of had like a rough time goal nothing really like super monumental that you needed to hit like I have to hit this time in order to you know whatever um, then it's probably not as big of a deal. I know everyone has time goals going into a race so that maybe is kind of confusing but it's just something to think about is knowing that you're in control and you don't want to do something where you're gonna like regret it later right so we'll kind of run over if, it, if and when it might be a decision to do a different marathon. So before we dive into these four topics of the podcast, I wanted to just talk a little bit about my own experience and Jason's experience doing marathons. So this weekend I am, well, next Monday, I'm supposed to be running the Boston Marathon and that will be my 21st marathon. So out of the 20 marathons that I have done, um, five of them I believe were in the month of June, so late June. Um, And, you know, sometimes you combat warm weather races when you sign up for races, obviously, that happen in June. Um, But just in my experience doing 20 marathons, there's always days where it's warm, even if it's not June. Um, I've had great weather races that didn't go well, and I've had warm weather races that went well. And so it's really important to understand that just because the weather is a factor right now, it doesn't necessarily mean like your race is won or lost, right? we really wanna focus on going into these races with a strong mentality. um, And then just maybe just sharing some of our experiences running um, in less than ideal conditions and things that we did that created a success on those days. So Jason, what was the warmest marathon that you remember running in recent history that was a positive experience for you? Um, And what are some of the takeaways that made it positive or could have made it even a better experience and I'm thinking in my mind of like LA 2016 for you but maybe you have something else that you're thinking of.
1: No, I think that one comes to mind because it was a pretty decent race for me and uh, you know I went in with with not much expectations for like an overall time goal um, you know not knowing how the weather was going to impact me you know I was actually relieved because the day before when we stood outside and watched the trials they had it much worse than we did the following day um, but you know when we talk about adjusting goals it's it's not as easy as just saying you know my goal was 305 and so now I'm going to adjust to 310 you know because right. number one you don't know exactly what the weather is going to entail until race day morning right like you can look at the forecast all you want you can try to predict but until you get a sense of like you know what is like the humidity and dew point is there a breeze is the sun going to be out like all of these small factors may influence like how your body um, you know reacts under these conditions and so We've all been there, where we've had you know runs that have gone fairly well in tough conditions and warm conditions, Mm -hmm. and then we've probably all struggled through some runs as well. And so, you know, it's best to really not try to overthink it too much right now, Um, but just Mm -hmm. go in with the with the idea of like, hey, you know, instead of adjusting the time, the overall time goal, I'm going to just adjust my pacing plan from the first few miles. You know, so if your if your first mile was going to be about a 7:15 pace or whatever. You probably want to adjust that by about 10 seconds and so i think that's the better approach to take when we start talking about adjusting goals Uh, because you know you might find that if you start out more conservatively you actually feel pretty good and you surprise yourself and you're able to kind of get back on track later on in the race but if you don't start out with that with that conservative approach you might shoot yourself in the foot and it may be very difficult um, you know to run an even split race or negative split or whatever it was you were going to try to do
0: yeah a lot of really good key takeaways there and one of the biggest things was looking at the weather forecast right we don't want to overthink it too much and there's so many examples of this just this past weekend um the twin cities marathon happened and Mm -hmm. we're from minneapolis it was just like right down the street right the day before the race it was bizarre it was warm it was humid and i started worrying right like i'm sure most of the people who were running that race like oh no you know I have a marathon tomorrow it's super hot today and you looked at the weather for the following day and it didn't it didn't look great it didn't it didn't look promising Um, you know I think the the low was like 60 high of 70 something it ended up being okay though like the weather didn't end up being as much of a factor um, for a lot of the people that we know who are running um, it was a little bit warmer than we thought, but it didn't really impact as much as I think maybe some people worried that it would. So the biggest thing is, yeah, like don't, don't worry too much. And I do remember we, so 2016, the LA marathon, the Olympic trials for the marathon was the day before. And so we were out there spectating, watching. I just remember the sun beating down yeah. on us and I was like, this isn't going to be good. Um, I was watching athletes running that marathon and, and people were dropping out and talking about like the heat being really rough and I just thought, wow, at night we have to go run a marathon tomorrow. And in some ways it was good because then it made me adjust my goals and right. adjust my pacing plan going into the race. Um, but in other ways you know that extra worry isn't necessarily you know going to help like worrying is suffering twice right we don't need to like overthink it too much just understanding that hey it might be a little bit warmer and so we might want to adjust mentally going into the race um, so that we have the best chance for success.
1: Yeah, it's really hard when we you know we put all our eggs in this basket to try to achieve this time that we've been training for for months or years or whatever. And, you know, for the weather just doesn't really cooperate on race day and Mm -hmm. to, to be able to, uh, make that adjustment and be okay with it. I think that's hard for a lot of people. They still want to just go out there and just try to hang on as long as they can. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think the problem with that approach is that, you know, it is, it's tough because you're running 26 miles, which you you didn't do in training. You know, you didn't try to cover that distance at that pace or whatever. So you don't know exactly how your body is going to react. Um, and I think part of the reason why you and I were able to salvage a decent race in 2016 at LA was because we did start more conservative and, um, we just upped our intake, which is one of the other things we're going to be talking about here with hydration. So I started really early just taking water and, and sipping on Gatorade and stuff. And, um, I think, You know, if if you're someone that's going to be running Boston or Chicago or Hartford or whatever it is, especially for the first time and you're not familiar with how the course might impact you, Mm. um, specifically like (laughs) Boston Hills or even Chicago with the turns and stuff, um, or just like the crowd support too, right? So thinking about this, for a lot of people, this might be your first race in two years and you're getting back out there and you're going to have like all this extra like adrenaline from the start, right? Because it's so exciting, but you have to remember, you really have to scale back. And it should feel super easy like the first 10K, like you're hardly doing anything because you want to feel good later in the race. And that should be the main goal when we talk about adjusting goals on these warmer weather days.
0: Yeah. And just so many flashbacks are coming back at me with the pacing adjustments and everything. And I do think it's really important to, to kind of be honest with yourself. I mean, even if you've had some good workouts in the heat, um, if you are sitting at the start line on race day and it's, you know, warmer than you thought, it's if you're going out in the first 10K or 10 miles, you're at any point feeling like, yeah, well, I'm probably not going to be able to maintain this the second half, but screw mm-hmm. it. You know, I'm, I'm just going to make some time here because it's going to warm up. That's like a really – that's what we really want to avoid doing, right? Because it's going to feel real rough. Um, I had a marathon where I did that. It was grandma's 2016 and uh, – like I kind of knew it was foolish like there were there were uh, a lot of red flags going on in my mind the first 10 miles and I just kind of knew okay this is going to really be hurting and I think I I mean I still ran like an okay time but I think like the last I don't know 10 miles of the race were really hard and there was like just there was a lot of like regret (laughs) of going out that fast because I know that I, I started like redlining you know midway through the race and that's Um, like those paces should have been easy based on my training, but because it was 70 degrees and high humidity, and we're talking about June here, it, it had a totally different effect. And that's the hard part about this is grandma's marathon. You know, people are like, why is there a marathon in June? Well, for some background, grandma's marathon is up in Duluth, um, on the North shore. It's very far North and most years, like most it's in the forties. And so that's really rare for a June marathon. Um, but ever since that day and ever since kind of getting to know the running world a little bit more, I realized that every year, if you sign up for that race, you're running that risk. So that's part of the challenge, right? Um, so when you're training for it and you're putting all your eggs in that grandma's marathon basket, that's, I mean, that's kind of par for the course, right? It could be hot. You're running a marathon in June. Um, same with Boston, right? Boston, traditionally it's in April, but traditionally, um, in that, Part of the country in that month, it can be anywhere from like 70 degrees, 80 degrees to, you know, raining in 40. Mm-hmm. And every year I've ran it, the weather is either just a torrential downpour in 40 degrees like 2015 and 2018, or it's been warm, like unseasonably warm, super hot um, with the sun shining down on you. And so it part of you wants to get mad because the weather's not cooperating, but also I think... As runners, we do have to realize that when we are signing up for races during certain times of the year, we do run the risk of having that happen. And so I think someone gave me the advice in 2016 because I had ran three marathons and they were all very warm, but I ran them in warm parts of the country or during summer months, and they were like, Well, why are you signing up for marathons where it could be warm if that's Going to be a factor for you and it really it was i was mad when they said that because it was kind of triggering like he was almost blaming me but at the same time it's a valid point right if you're really really gun set on i have to have a perfect weather race i would say pick a race in november or december somewhere where it's cold right mm-hmm. like if that's important to you i think there are a very select few races where it's like it's never going to be warm and that's just because of the time of year. So looking at races like in Canada or in the northern part of the country, like the Indianapolis Marathon, um, pretty much always guaranteed to be cold because it's in November, it's pretty far north, um, and it's a fast course. So I always like to think there are things that are in your control and picking what races you do is one of them. And so as we're approaching like the Chicago Marathon, Boston Marathon, most people are saying, well, I picked that because I thought it was going to be And I do think it is worth like a history lesson here to kind of go back and realize that at Chicago some years, I mean, what has been, there's like been 90 degrees, there's been 80 degrees that it's been really rough for some people. And yeah, obviously that's unseasonable. And that's not typical, but it has happened. And October can be warm in Chicago or in Minneapolis.
1: Yeah. You know, picking marathons is always an interesting topic and obviously you want to do those big ones. Those of you signed up for Chicago and Boston, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you've never done it, it's, right. it's more about the experience. And so it's great to have a time goal, but I do know athletes who have done Chicago year after year and they've had really good weather. And so their PR is from that course. Right. And then mm-hmm. this year they expect a PR again. And it's like, well, the weather isn't going to be, you know, what it was the year you ran your right. PR when it was in the 40s, but. Um, you know, you have to kind of look at like, how is your fitness compared to back then? And, you know, figure out like, what's the best way to approach the race, um, you know, based on everything we know about you and how the heat impacts you. Um, and so I think, yeah, you brought up a good point, you know, typically running marathons from November to April is probably your best bet in cooler parts of the country, but we're never guaranteed, you know, ideal conditions. So it's just sort of tempering your expectations Mm -hmm. a bit and just understand what, what is the purpose for doing the marathon? And it's not always about like the overall outcome and the time at the end. Um, And then to kind of piggyback on what you were talking about earlier, the people that want to just go out and try to hang on, right? At their goal Mm -hmm. pace. Um, I had an athlete do that at London just this last weekend. And it turns out he was pretty fit. Like we found out like if he would have approached the race smarter and went out a little slower, he might've had a shot at a PR. But Mm -hmm. he was gun ho for like trying to go after this bigger PR. And so what happened was he slowed down much more than he should have. And so it just like the race was a lot harder, I think for him than it should have been in the last 10 K. Um, so if you start out a little more conservative, uh, you know, you're setting yourself up for hopefully uh, less of like uh, less of uh, being in the pain cave, I guess you could say, but also it's better to kind of come up a little short of your goal by like five minutes, as opposed to like going out on pace and then falling way off and being 15, 20 Ooh, minutes right. off your goal. So you have to kind of weigh the, the pros and cons like, Are you okay with just finishing a little short of your goal knowing that you had a better race experience and you did go out a little slower?
0: No, that's a really good point. And I love the example that you shared because I think a lot of people have had that experience even on race day when it's not warm, right? It's like you go out too fast because you really want to hit a time goal and you know how the story ends. It's never well. And I think that's a really important thing to bring up is what do we want to get out of this race experience? And like you said, there's more to racing or running a marathon than time-specific goals, right? You can be competing with the people out there. You can be doing it for the experience. So a lot of people are signed up for Chicago or Boston, and they just want to do that marathon because it is a world major. It's a huge accomplishment. They're excited for it. And I think that's something that you can really focus your energy and attention on and just realizing that regardless of what the weather is, it's going to be a great day because this is something that you've trained for. You've trained in these elements and it's, it's a world major marathon and it's been, you know, pandemic the last year and a half, two years almost, and people are ready to get out there and do something um, side by side, other athletes and, and be a part of this, like amazing experience where we weren't able to do this last year and so that's really my mindset going into Boston is just being appreciative of what it is and the opportunity that's been given Um, because last year it it wasn't an option and I've been waiting like a year and a half to run this race and regardless of what the weather is going to be it's just going to be a great day because you can adjust your goals, listen to your body and just be a part of that experience. And so sometimes, you know, obviously we're called run for PRs and people are like always hoping that they, you know, run a personal best or they run their fastest time or we can get really obsessed with these time goals. But at the end of the day, I think realizing that there are so many more non-time based goals that you can set for yourself, um, running a smart race, Or having the most fun that you've had, or running your first marathon post pandemic, or whatever it may be, there are ways that you can set goals and see success for yourself outside of whatever the race clock is going to be flashing at you.
1: (laughs) When you said post pandemic, I thought you were gonna say postpartum, and so I was like, Oh, are we through the pandemic? We're not really yeah, we're not really uh, through
0: the pandemic, but like post lockdown. Yeah. Some people haven't
1: raced in two years, Right. right? This is gonna be their first marathon and so um, you know, I've seen it already with a few athletes. Like just the, um, you know, going out maybe a little quicker than they should have. No, you know, because they're so excited. And so it's really important, I think, that you scale back at these races, especially if the warmer, if the weather is warmer, and um, just you know, adjust adjust your goal and don't right. focus so much on that that time at the end focus more on like okay what pace was i going to go out at and now let's adjust you know based on the weather you know maybe i only need to adjust five seconds a mile or maybe it's 10 to 15 because it does feel really you know humid out or whatever and so um yeah all good points but it's going to be an exciting time and you know getting the opportunity to run a marathon i mean that's just special in itself especially with all of the cancer races in the last two years so you know just be happy to to get out there and um you know, if it's not your day this time around or you don't quite meet your goal, um, that doesn't mean that you failed in any sense, right? Like no. you're still setting yourself up. Um, you're still gaining experience. You're setting yourself up hopefully for, you know, better races down the road. And so just mm-hmm. always thinking about, um, you know, what's to come.
0: Right. No one can take the fitness that you built over this training cycle away from you. Um, so you already put in the work and it's just about, okay, like I, I've gained fitness and no one will take that away. And even if you Run a race and you are nowhere near what you your fitness indicated all throughout training because of uncontrollable factors like the weather um you're still going to continue to build on that fitness it, it doesn't like go away it's not going to disappear so all of your work wasn't like quote unquote for nothing because i know sometimes people can get in that negative headspace when they see oh like it's out of my control you know but really um there are things that no one can ever take away from you and one of those things is the hard work that you put in your work ethic your dedication um how you approach things in the face of adversity so this could be one of those times right where you're faced with the challenge it's adversity and it could be a moment where you're able to dig into that mental toughness and, and really shine in the face of okay there's something that I didn't foresee happening um, that's going to happen on race day. And how you face that can really um, be like a character defining moment for you as an athlete. Um, And and I think that's something that people can think about, right? Going into this race is just realizing how this can be um, a defining moment, like maybe in your running career. Maybe you're someone that's never done a race when it's hot. Like you're always kind of avoiding it. And maybe this is a time where you're like, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone or whatever. Um, But I do think it is worth getting into these four points because I feel like we've kind of been all over the place. But the first point I really wanted to drive home, I know I mentioned this was the fourth one, but uh, you can control and change things, right? So here's a story for everyone that probably no one knows about. This summer, I was gonna run a marathon at about eight and a half months postpartum. I found this course that was gonna be awesome. It was gonna be in June um, and it was in Washington state, I believe. Uh, So in a very cool area, I vacationed there in the summer before I know it does not get very warm. (laughs) There's not a lot of humidity. Um, So race week approaches and I looked at the weather and like I was in a state of disbelief. (laughs) It was 101 was the forecasted temperature. And I just thought, okay, like, Maybe I could do this, you know. I'm like looking at it, and I'm looking at the starting temperature, and it was gonna be 81 at you know the 7 a.m. start, and I was like, okay, I could do this, and I was like, no, why would I do that? You know what I mean? Like I really didn't want to do it, and something inside of me was telling me, don't put yourself through this. Like don't travel all the way out there to do this. Um, so. I had a backup plan which was like a revel rate like I just had so many things going on but anyways I ended up picking a completely different marathon in like Michigan we drove out there and while it was still a little bit warmer it was like a more temperate day it was like 60 to 70 Um, and no one really knows that I was signed up for that other marathon um, and that I switched But I do think that that was something that I did that where I felt like I was more in control and I felt like I wasn't just going to be like a victim on race day. Um, And I think it is really important to recognize that you always have that ability to change. And so in that situation, it's like I canceled a flight. Um, I just kind of ate the, the hotel room, right? I, I just didn't show up to the race. And part of me, it's hard because it's like, oh, like I feel guilty, but at the same time, you have to make the right decision for you. So for me, I felt like I made the right decision going to that race in Michigan, um, ended up running like a 318, which was good. Um, I was happy that I made that decision. And, cause I really did want to go after like a, a time specific goal in that situation. Um, and so I think it was the right decision for me. And I think most people listening to this podcast, maybe you're running those races upcoming this weekend. It is important to realize like you are in control. So if you're someone who just, you don't think that y- you should be doing this race for whatever reason, you have that time specific goal, you just feel like there's a better option for you out there. I would say maybe explore that, right? Like let's, It don't be afraid to change your mind and <laughs> make a decision where you're more in control. Um, and then just like accepting that, even if you do change like let's say you go to a different marathon you do have to accept the risk that maybe there will be other uncontrollables that might happen at that race but I think it's all about like risk versus reward and figuring out um like what you really want to get out of the experience and then obviously I'm doing Boston right this year and it's like I'm not gonna not go to Boston because I have like kind of different goals for that race and it's the Boston Marathon so for me Right. Whatever the weather is, I'm I'm going to go because it's Boston, right? And so for a lot of people, it's like the same with Chicago. They're like, I'm going to go. Like, it's a Chicago marathon. They want to do it. Um, there's just different reasons why you would maybe run a race. And I think just being honest with yourself and allowing yourself flexibility can go a long ways.
1: Yeah, there are quite a few marathons, you know, we haven't really discussed yet that are happening this weekend and next weekend where... You know, the weather could be warmer depending on where they're located in parts of the country. I know Long Beach is this weekend in California, and that could be warmer. Um, Louisiana has one. um, You know, Boulder has one. So, and then the following weekend, there's a a handful. There's Detroit, Bay State, Columbus. So, yeah, you know, always having kind of a backup plan in place. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you were in control of your um, approach to your race and how you want to maybe make those adjustments. So, if you are going to, you know, go to those majors or whatever, do the races that you intended to do, just... Make sure you sort of adjust uh, everything from your pace to your uh, adjusting maybe how much fluids you're taking in, stuff like that. Um, I know we're gonna get to clothing here in a minute too. So yeah, just your whole approach to the race might have to change. And so, you know, you don't have to just like go out there and be so stubborn and be like, well, I'm coming here to do what I intended to do. I trained for this, so I'm gonna lay it out there. Like, no, you're still gonna lay it out there. Like (laughs) the marathon's still gonna be hard for you, but you want to be able to not, you know, redline super early in the race
0: yeah good good key takeaways i like how you were mentioning other marathons coming up like this weekend or next um another idea like that might be a potential for people is holding out like depending on how your training was and like how you're feeling holding out maybe like another i don't know like month or so Mm -hmm. like if you wanted to drag it out uh, you could always go that route. There's so many ways that you could like frame it up, but that's why I think it's really important. Like if you are thinking about making this decision and you're not working with a coach, why don't you email us or fill out the form on our website? Cause we would love to help you like navigate how to do that. If that's something that you're looking to do because it's so hard to like throw out generic advice because it varies so much based on individual, where you're at, how you're feeling, what your goals are, all that stuff. So if you fill out the form at www.runforprs.com Um, You can respond to that automatic email and just talk to Jason, myself, or um, Coach Mary or Ben like right away today and we can kind of go over a game plan for that for you. But other than that, most people are probably going to choose to do it anyways just because why would you not, right? (laughs) Like unless you have like a super time-specific goal. Um, So then I think like you said, positive thinking, Um, framing it up in a way where it's going to be like a great day. And I think once you make that decision that you're going to do it regardless of what the weather is. Um, There's like freedom in that. There's empowerment in that because you're choosing to do it for specific reasons. Um, And then you're less likely to feel like a victim, like, oh, poor me, because you've made the decision. I'm doing this, I'm 100% committed. Um, And then focusing on things you can control. So I think that leads into the next thing that's really important to talk about is knowing how the heat impacts you, right? So the heat impacts everyone differently. And we gave examples about people who live in Texas earlier. Um, even in the state of Minnesota, there are some people that I race with, run with who like the heat barely impacts them right So they can kind of run the same time in like 65 70 as they could in like 50. Um, and that's just has a lot of factors probably part genetics, part just how they train that sort of thing. Um, and there's other people where it's like if you if you go from like 50 to 55, it's hot. And then if you're going to like 60, it, it can be detrimental for some people's performance. So I think really knowing the where you fall on that spectrum of like heat impacts. Um, and you're going to know this because that's the great thing is you trained in the summer. So you train in the heat, mm-hmm. your body is adapted. And so that's really important to also recognize is that you have experience running in these temperatures um, and that is a huge benefit. So anytime there's a fall race where it's warm, it's way more to your advantage than a spring race that's warm because in a spring, you don't have that experience running in the heat, um, but if a fall race comes along and it's warm, you have months of experience running in the heat, you're heat adapted, you're ready for it. Um, you're prepared and it's it's pretty much go time, right? So you've trained for these conditions You know how it impacts you and so making those adjustments is great
1: Yeah, and you know a lot of times during the race you might make adjustments, you know based on how you're feeling and so um, you know, maybe things are feeling easier than you thought early on um, or late later in the race like after you reach halfway and so you're going to get a little more aggressive right and and press down a little bit more or maybe it's the opposite like right like the heat's affecting you a little bit more than you thought it was going to and so sometimes you're not going to know really until you're able to assess it at you know certain parts throughout the race but um you should at least have that game plan of like how to start out those first few miles and just sort of ease into it based on like you know your experiences through summer running and stuff like for me personally um I guess, I think it's the hot sun that, that I don't really care for as much. I can run through warmer temps as long as it's like, you know, there's there's some shade on the course or if it's cloudy day, like I'll be okay. You know, like humidity doesn't bother me as much as, as long as I'm, you know, taking in adequate hydration. Um, but so for me, I would make sure that I'm uh, prepared for the sun. So I would take an extra, you know, salt, salt stick pills. I would wear a sunscreen, wear light clothing, those sorts of things. And so, yeah, just knowing kind of how, how your body reacted to certain days and your you know specifically like your workout days or your long runs during the summer months.
0: Definitely and I also think that's a good point when you talk about the sun um, mm-hmm. because of how how it is in the fall versus the summer. The sun maybe isn't going to be as intense. it's not as close. Um, so that could be a factor. It's, it's maybe not going to feel as warm if it is a sunny day or if you know the sun is out as it, as it did in like July or August um, just because the sun is further away um but again that is a factor right so if it's sunny versus cloudy like those things are all going to come into play on on race day so that's why it's important to maybe adjust those goals and have a more conservative start that way like if the sun is coming out and these other factors are starting to come into play you're not completely toast um, at that point Um, so again with adjusting goals um, we we talked about knowing how the heat impacts you so how would you suggest someone go about adjusting their goals and I know you mentioned earlier it's not going to be as simple as going from like 315 to 320 or whatever you have to involve other factors but like how would you know how to start the race like the first couple
1: of miles yeah good question so this will kind of come down to like what is the actual weather like race day morning Um, temperature wise humidity you know breeze how does it really feel it could be five seconds a mile so just starting a little little five seconds slower if the temps are like 61 and you were hoping for 50, you know, obviously you're gonna make that adjustment probably but if it's more if it's a little bit warmer It feels you know hotter than it should then you probably should go up to 10 or 15 seconds Maybe even 20 seconds a mile just until you get a sense of like how your body's gonna, you know, react to that and so You know, it's better. I think to lose a minute of your time if you start out 20 seconds slower for the first three miles or whatever um, than it is to go out on pace and then you know have it be more difficult later on and so that's how I would approach it and then depending on how you're feeling after that first like couple miles then you can assess like okay do I you know just sort of follow that same pacing progression that you were hopefully had you know planned for um starting to pick it up and maybe getting closer back to um, the pace you wanted to run but I would still I would still stay off your Plan pace until about halfway, just because you wanna make sure like, oh, I'm gonna be okay here, you know what I mean? So again, this is really gonna depend on uh, each individual athlete, like where they're traveling to versus where they are, you know, where they are from, and then also the weather on race day and what course they're on. Right, definitely a
0: lot of really good points there. And I think, if you just go into some of the workouts that you've done in the past um, on a similar weather day, you maybe will get like an idea for how you felt or how the pacing um, impacts you and you wanna just make sure you're staying on that conservative side. And and that might be for some people going out five, eight seconds per mile slower and for others it could be like 30 seconds per mile. So you just wanna make sure that you're feeling good and comfortable, um, that you're not like digging too deep into the, the pain cave or like the well the first couple of miles because inevitably like we post a lot on social media lately if you go out too hard you're going to slow down a lot more the second half of the race than if you go out on a more conservative approach Um, if you go out conservatively you're pretty much always going to run a faster time overall than if you try to go out and bank time because if you go out and try to like bank time um where you're going out harder and then expecting yourself to slow down you're going to slow down so much that it's going to add so much more additional time to your finish time than if you start conservatively so i think just playing it safe playing it by ear making sure that it feels aerobic um until you know like the end of the race right
1: yeah (laughs) and then you brought up something earlier about like how close you are to the goal you know that you set for yourself so like if if you're someone that thinks your goal was a stretch to begin with um then maybe lower that goal and and be a little more conservative but if you're someone that you know you put in a you had a great training cycle i have a few athletes like this who um you know they definitely you can tell their fitness has progressed right like their half marathon time got faster everything else got faster um they're probably in shape to run like a 20 minute marathon pr for example um you know on a good day so rather than still try to gun for that pace we would we'd slow it down so that they could end up with like a 10 minute PR if the weather's going to be warm. But that's still a good race. And so it it really just kind of depends on the level you are as an athlete and how maybe close we thought you are to your goal uh, based Mm -hmm. on like how your training went. So that's something also to think about too. Like if it was going to be a stretch for you, then maybe I would just adjust before the race starts so that you're not disappointed. But um, there are going to be people that reach their goal and that run a PR this weekend. (laughs) Um, That's just how it is. And so... There are probably people who, you know, they maybe didn't make adjustments and they, they did do the small things that led to, you know, led them to have a good race. And so, um, we're all just kind of going to react differently to the conditions. And so you can just try to focus on, you know, what are those adjustments that you need to do to tweak to hopefully, um, give you this, you know, as close to the outcome as you would have had in ideal conditions.
0: Great point. And that kind of leads us into the last thing I wanted to talk about how you should approach the race like outside of pacing. Obviously, pacing is extremely important and that's why we've spent like most of this podcast talking about slowing down at the beginning and adjusting expectations and stuff like that. But things that also go into play in a technical standpoint is hydration and electrolytes. Um, you're gonna want to make sure that you're hydrating early and you're staying on top of that. Um, because in the heat, you know, you're more likely to get dehydrated. You're more likely to run low on those electrolytes. And as soon as you start dipping into that dehydration level, uh, your performance starts to go down, down, down. So we really want to make sure that we're hydrating early and often. So if you're running these races, that means like at mile one or two, we're getting water, right? We're stopping at the water stops. We're not stopping, but we're grabbing a cup. Um, because it's going to be better to have that hydration early in the race than wait until we're dying to, to get these water stops. Um, and even if you have to like stop and walk through them at the first mile Mm, or two, it's more important to get the water than it is to, oh, well, it would be too much of a pain to like weave in and out and grab that water because the water stops the first six miles. That's going to be really key for how you feel at that like 16
1: yeah you know really the ultimate goal here is to keep your um, you know keep your system cool for as long as possible, right so that you're not overheating mm-hmm. um, so that you can you know you're okay. delaying the point in which things start to get really yeah. tough for your body to supply all your muscles with the nutrients that it needs and the and the, obviously water cools everything down and helps transport nutrients and so starting early and often and and i I just think you got to make sure you're well fuel too heading into the race. So you got to make sure you eat enough food and that the race, day morning comes, you have a, a solid breakfast. And um, so for me, what that would look like for hydration, if it was going to be in the 70s, a little warmer than I thought, I'd probably take an extra gel or two than I was planning. And then I'd also just probably end up taking, I don't know, not twice as much liquid, obviously, but maybe like, um, maybe an extra cup at certain stations, stuff like that. Right. Um, I'd also supplement with some salt stick pills, but that's just me having a history of like cramping. Mm-hmm. So it really just kind of depends on what you think you need to help your body you know, stay as cool as possible um, for as long as possible
0: right that's a really good point so when we say like stopping every water stop because that's really my main plan like because at boston and at least in the past i haven't really loved this year there's like water stops at pretty much every mile so my plan is to take a cup at every mile um gives me something to think about and it's not necessarily i'm going to drink the entire water cup i'm not advocating for that i'm just saying grab the cup so you have the option take a couple sips it's, it's hard to run and you know drink at the same time so take a couple sips make sure you're like getting it in, in small doses right um, it's better to take a couple sips at like every water stop than it would be to come up to like mile 20 you haven't really drank any water and then you have to stop and grab like five cups at a time i've done it that way and that's not really a great great way to do things um taking a couple like pretty much every stop sipping on it and then dumping some on your head dumping water on your head can help keep you cooler and that's Part of the whole thing, when you are warm, your body has to work harder to cool you down. So, the key here is we want to make sure we're staying cool for as long as possible and delaying that point where we're really hot. Because okay. eventually, at the end of the race, you're going to get to that point where there is no cooling you down, there's no really saving that. Um, and that's really when you hope that you're you know, we're all in 18 20 where it's time to, to turn on that racing gear so it doesn't really matter. Um, right. You don't want to be overheating a mile eight and have to go 18 more miles. You want to be conserving as much as you can. So dumping water on your head. Um, sometimes they might have cool towels out. Put those around your neck. Um, you are probably going to want to wear colors that are not dark. So avoid black, avoid dark, you know, like navy. You don't want to wear dark colors because the sun is out, you're beating down on you. It's absorbing that heat. Um, I don't know if you've ever been outside wearing black before in the sun and you realize like, oh my gosh, I'm so warm. So wearing those lighter colors, wearing white, um, maybe wearing like a hat, like a white hat to kind of block out that sun. Um, I don't know, do you have any other tips for keeping your temp down while you're running? I
1: mean, you covered it. Sunscreen too. I would. Yeah, the hat's really good. Anything cold that you see on the course, you know, if you can grab that, that's, that's nice. Uh, if you watch the Summer Olympic Marathon, you saw Galen Rupp get a new hat every, like, I don't know, wherever his coach was oh, on the yeah, course, because it was a loop did, course. Yep. And he just kept replacing the hats, and I think it was a cool a cooling hat. So yep. a way to just kind of keep your temperature down. And um, Yeah, uh, clothing, definitely um, something to think about, you know. And I would say, you know, well, most of these races, you're not going to have to worry about, like, wearing long sleeves or pants or anything like that, but... If you're a guy, you going to wear like, um, you know, like just a singlet over your shoulders. Just make sure if the sun's out that you do kind of put some sunscreen up by your shoulders and your neck. So, um, yeah, pour, pouring water, splashing water yeah. on yourself. That's a great tip, especially as you start to feel like you're getting warm. Yeah. Um, right.
0: Keeping cool super important. Um, it looks like there might be some wind in Chicago, which I don't really know how much that impacts you when you're kind of running downtown a building. I mean, you've done Chicago. I've never even done yeah. it, so I don't really know. Is there any shade on the course? I mean, you probably don't. Yeah, know. there's a fair okay.
1: amount, but it's kind of sporadic. Right. Like early on, there might be when you're down by the big buildings and stuff. Um, there's a lot of turns though. So keep that in mind. Really like don't. it doesn't, you're, you
0: want to run the tangent.
1: I mean, there are, there's stretch where you're running north for a mile or two or even longer and then south again, but Um, you're going to be you know turning quite frequently so don't get too worried if you feel a gust of wind one way you're hopefully going to get the tailwind the next way and so um yeah with Chicago specifically don't rely too much on your garment either with the pacing because that can get off um yeah I think yeah tangents are really key I know Hartford's got a new course this year too so if you're running Hartford and you're unfamiliar with that course um, just make sure that You're looking ahead, kind of knowing where the turns are coming up, making sure you're kind of, you know, drawing that straight line to try to trim off as much as you can. You don't want to run any further than you have to, um, being aware of where the stops are too on the left or right side of the road and Mm -hmm. planning for that as you approach them so that you're not having to like, you know, cut people off and that sort of thing. So making sure you're planning ahead for water stops, go ahead and look on the website. That's a good tip I'm doing for athletes. Um, and I'm kind of putting it in their pacing plan if I find it. Like, where are the water stops? Where are they handing out Goo or Morton or whatever? And so, um, you know, it's says Boston, it doesn't say, it just says they're going to have it starting mile two. They usually
0: have it So it's probably
1: every sides. mile after mile two. I
0: mean, in the past, that's yep. at least what I, my memory is serving is that it's both sides of the road. Yeah,
1: so some of those big races, it will be both sides, yeah. And a lot of times it's like water first, then the Gatorade, yeah, so. Is- yeah. just be aware of that but
0: yeah it's usually the same pattern too so sometimes that first water stop can kind of be a little bit of like a learning curve where you're like okay what's on first water gatorade and they kind of have it labeled but then like for the rest of the race typically it's always in that same order so just knowing maybe listening to like what they're calling out to usually they say it plus there's a sign just paying attention um, making sure you're grabbing like the right cup out of uh what you're wanting right so if you yeah. don't want to have their electrolytes on the course don't Don't grab, it. maybe it's the second cup usually on most races, but it it changes from course to course, right? Um, So staying hydrated, knowing how the heat impacts you, and then just being in control of things you can control. Um, Again, it's that positive mindset. It's having the mindset where you're you're there, you're gonna compete, you're a gamer, you're not a victim, right? So we don't wanna go into this race with our head like hanging low and and feeling sorry for ourselves and saying, oh, like, poor me, right? If you're making the decision to continue doing this race despite the weather, you should come in right now, today, as you listening to this. Um, and if you're saying, I don't want to do it, like, I, I, I don't think I can get over this, like, I'm going to be a victim, go find another marathon to do because you did put in the work and you want to be able to get to the start line of your race where you feel confident because if you're at the start line of a race and you already feel like a victim, going to be really tough mentally for the the 26.2 miles to get out of that headspace and it's going to be like disastrous so make sure you can get to a point where at least you're you're neutral about it right um, or you feel confident enough that whatever it's going to do to you you're fine with it like you've accepted what is going to be happening to
1: you it's a really good point too and then you know we haven't talked about running off effort much yet but you know when we break the race into certain parts rather than focusing so much on like the pace just think about like the first 5k what is the goal race it's to really settle in and keep your body as relaxed as possible yes. right and then all the way through halfway is kind of what i like to call it the zone out time where you just kind of zone out and you shut your mind off you just kind of hit cruise control and you're staying conservative right and then after a halfway point this is where you start to want to press a little bit and kind of start to get ready for the pain that you know is about to come right and then once you hit you know somewhere around 20 sometimes 18, um, this is this is the grind, right? It's kind of what you came for. Uh, and then the last like mile, a couple of miles, it's all just pure guts. So just how bad you want it? And you're giving it, you're just leaving it out there. And um, so if you can kind of get in that mind frame or that mindset of like these different, um, the different effort levels you're going to have to go through throughout the race and, and then just get away, get away from like the whole pacing concept, but more so like right off effort, I think you're going to set yourself up to feel better in the race too, and hopefully have a, a good performance
0: totally and i love how you just broke down um, how you want to feel at every part of the race and i think for the first half of the race that's what a lot of people struggle with is like how do you zone out how do you get out of your own head um and i've done 20 marathons and i still struggle with that first part of the race just remaining calm and not like getting your head and stuff especially when there are uncontrollable factors such as like heat that sort of thing Um, During my last marathon, I had some success with using like an audiobook. (laughs) During the first um, 13 miles, I played like the remaining part of an audiobook that I had downloaded. It was actually like kind of an inspiring one, I guess. It was like speaking to me in terms of running, and it was called Winning with Number One Instead of an I by Tim Grover. And it was, it just kind of talked about how in order to, you know, get the most out of yourself and in order to, like, quote, unquote, win, which, I mean, not, like, winning the marathon, but, like, winning at life, like, with, like, finishing your marathon, feeling good in order to, like, accomplish something, you do have to, like, get uncomfortable and be, like, prepared that, like, mentally, um, just, it talked about a lot of, like, these gaming mindsets. And so when you're listening to a book where it's talking about, like, mind stuff, mindset things, I think sometimes that can help you get in the right mindset. So I I enjoyed listening to the second half of that book during the first half of my last marathon. Um, And then after my like 14, I allowed myself to like turn on some music. Um, And so that kind of allowed me to like change the mindset from, okay, we're trying to relax the first half and the second half was like, okay, now you can start to get into the mindset of like we're racing. Um, And for me, I usually run faster with music and I think probably a lot of people do. Um, so sometimes that can be a trick that you can use, whatever you need to do to, to get into to switch that mindset. The second half of the race, um, is, is great. Um, do you have any tips for how people can like shift out of that mindset or to relax the first half?
1: That's really good. Um, yeah, the music podcast, just maybe, you know, if you're in a bigger race, just find like a group of people to kind of run with, cause it's, it's difficult to be by yourself and, uh, maybe just start back a little ways, um you know find i don't know get chatting with someone to kind of help help you uh just take your mind off like the whole obsession of like pacing mm. so just think about um keeping your heart rate down for as long as possible and that'll help in return keep your core body temperature down and hopefully delay um you know the pain that is going to come later in the race and so yeah that's just how that's how I would approach these races, and just obviously understanding anytime it's a warmer day, um, it's gonna make things tougher, but you can still come out a stronger athlete, stronger runner.
0: Yes, definitely. And just one more thing, I'm having flashbacks from that last marathon that I did. When you do start out the marathon and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna start out conservative and all this stuff, and like it's warmer, right? So you might look down at your watch like the first couple of miles, and it can be a little bit of like a heartbreak because you're four miles into the race, or three miles or two miles or whatever, you're looking down on the watch, the pace may be slower than what you have visualized it to be um, in these weeks leading up. And the effort may feel harder. And just accepting that fact that it's going, that's going to be the case um, and then when you see it on race day, don't let that impact how the race, rest of the race is gonna go. Um, and that's what happened in my last marathon that I did like I was looking down at my watch at mile four and I was like I cannot believe how hard this pace feels um and it was it was kind of like hard to get out of that mindset because yes it was warmer um I was adjusting my paces and yet it still felt difficult and so don't judge don't like forecast how your rate how mile 20 is gonna feel based on how mile four feels because a lot of things can happen in the course of 26.2 miles and if you are running conservatively and if you're truly following like an adjusted pacing plan and you know your fitness level, do not psych yourself out. Um, so I tried to get out of that headspace. I was like I cannot think about this. I do not want to go down that road of like, oh you're gonna like you just if you find yourself saying like you're gonna blow up, this isn't gonna be a good day. you need to turn off all of that and somehow get into a space where you're not thinking any of those things because that can be like a negative spiral. Um, And it can really go down to a place where you just kind of give up mentally um, when your body actually had a lot more in the tank. And so I felt terrible the first six miles of the race that I did. And I was thinking, oh, you know, you're probably going to slow down at the end. I ended up doing a negative split. It was my fastest ever negative split marathon. It's like my third fastest marathon. Yeah, third fastest marathon ever. Um, And I do think a lot of that had to do with not listening to those thoughts and also understanding that just because you feel one way you know the first part of the race doesn't necessarily mean that later in the race you're not going to get that second wind. Um, You really do have to trust your training and know that if you do make the adjustments ahead of time you probably will feel good the second half if you've trained correctly if you go into it with the right mindset.
1: Yeah really good point about just going through different sort of mental phases through the race it's a yes. long race and so it's so normal to have like rough patches where you doubt yourself but yep. how can you flip that and you know shut that part of your brain off and just focus on just continuing to do what you came to do and um you know think about when we run the marathon a lot of times most of us aren't warming up very much and so mm. it can feel sort of hard early on until our body really gets a chance to feel warmed up and so um, you know, that's why I recommend just jogging for like two minutes and just doing like some light leg swings or dynamic drills just to kind of get the, the heart rate just up a little bit and to get the blood circulating a bit. Um, but you know, I've ran marathons before where, yeah, you, you're you not even to mile eight yet and you're like, holy cow, like this is going to be so hard. But then you get a runner's high at 16. So right. it's like, you just don't know. So just, just really try to remember that it's a few hours of of, you know obviously difficult running but afterwards you're going to it's going to pay off and you're going to be able to just relax and know that you put in you know maximum effort
0: yeah really good points and then i also think just just reflecting on if you're having those rough patches Reflect back on like the hard workouts that you've had or days where you thought, oh, you know, I was, how was I ever going to finish this run? And and you did and it was really warm and just understanding that you have the training to back what you're doing. And that, yeah, I mean, looking at the Chicago forecast right now, I just pulled it up starting at 68 degrees, getting to like 76 at 1 p.m. Um, yes, it's, it's it's warm, but you've trained in that most likely Mm -hmm. all of us have ran. I mean, even in Minnesota here, it's pretty cold, right? Compared to most other parts of the country. There were days at 5am it was 78, right? And it was more humid. This doesn't look like it's going to be that humid. So just know that you've gone through harder runs in your training. You are prepared. You did train for this. Um, and don't let it get in your head too much um, and let don't let it become a negative thing for you just use it as a neutral use it as just okay information and then staying strong through the race using whatever mantras and, and coping strategies you did during training will be key
1: yeah really good point and you know you don't know exactly how the weather might affect you till the race like you may surprise yourself especially right. if you are starting a little more conservative so um, yeah, just, um, just go in with the mindset of, I'm going to control what I can control. Yeah, Obviously the weather you can't, but you can control your your, attitude, your mindset and you your adjust, adjustments that you're going to make, uh, with pacing and with hydration and all that. So, um, yeah, have a good race, everybody. We hope to see, um, you know, some, some positives come out of this podcast. Hopefully you can let us know how your race went and, um, hopefully a lot of you will surprise yourselves and,
0: um, just have a great day yeah definitely i love focusing on the things you can control super key because there are so many things you can control like your attitude on race day and if you guys have any questions regarding and uh, you know i know we talked a little bit about maybe finding a different race so again if that's something that you're thinking about doing or you're reflect a little bit and you're a little bit curious about that maybe filling out the form at www.runforprs.com We can always chat with you about any questions that you have and get you set up with a free trial there. So again, that's www.runforprs.com. Thanks for tuning in and good luck for anyone who is racing this weekend. You've trained for this and you are ready to crush it.